We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Rock Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill. Rock Up Buttercup! Hey everybody, we're back and we're back with the girl chat, which is my favorite. I don't know about you girls, but I look forward to this all month to just sit and talk to you guys about things that we do in our military life and be able to relate to everybody that listens to our podcast. So today, if you've been following our page, our Deployed Love page, we've been doing PCS stuff all month. So we're here to talk about our PCSs and things that we've gone through. So all of us have been through quite a few, Ashley, probably 10 times more than us, but we've all been through quite a few PCSs. Some of us OCONAs, some of us have done them ourselves. So we'll just go ahead and let's see where we've been, like what we've done. It's so funny. I was actually earlier trying to count how many times I've PCSed over my life and it's actual PCSing. It's been at least 10 to 14 10 for sure but I'm, I feel like I'm missing some in there and I know between those PCSs I have moved like to different houses or different school districts within those but with my husband I have PCS three times so three times as a as a military spouse um, yeah. which is crazy to say but as a military spouse, I'm at three. I haven't done any, obviously, before that. So, <laughs> yeah, we were fortunate. We didn't have to PCS our first military base. Um, Jeremy got to come back to Bra- Bragg for his first um, duty station. So, we were already here, which was nice. Um, so, if he had gone somewhere else, it would have been four. But yeah, his duty station, we were only dating when he went to his first duty station. So, I, it wasn't really like an actual PCS per se. I just kind of moved there. We're at four ourselves. Four? Yeah. It's not, it's not too bad. I know that some spouses, man, they PCS like every couple of years because of their jobs. So I'm glad that three or four isn't too terrible. Yeah. Well, no, it we on stayed, your MLS too. Yeah. Cause I was going to say we were here um, at one's duty station for nine and a half years. And then we PCS and then a year later PCS and then a year later PCS and a couple of years Which, later PCS which I feel is really common for certain MOSs. Like, you know, like I said, I was, you know, I know for sure 10, but I feel like it's closer to that 14, 15 mark, um, especially PCS as a kid. Cause I went to um, my middle school, high school years. I went to a different high school every single year and not a different high school in the same city. Like I was Europe, Texas, Europe, North Carolina. So it definitely happens. I definitely like my husband's the complete opposite though. Like he never moved after he hit like elementary school. He was just here at Bragg the whole time with his parents. So it's very different across the board. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause with the, my husband's Intel, so they have to kind of move around. So they get different people doing the jobs because the jobs are very demanding. So they move around, but it's a very small options for their jobs because they're only at certain locations so I feel like granted we only did nine years so we got out and so then we didn't move after that but I feel like we would have probably bounced back to some of the same bases if we had it's a small world (laughs) it is it is I I mean I've always come I've been here I mean I consider Bragg my home because it's just where I've always come back to I was born here my parents my my parents were stationed here I was born here uh moved away came back moved away came back 
several times. So um, it's a small world. And once you go someplace, most likely coming back to it. Where was your guys's first? I, I know, Sabrina, you said that um, Hawaii was technically your guys's first base. Kim, where was yours? Our first PCS was to um, Fort Rucker down in Alabama, and it was only two hours away for us. So we did a ditty. It was pretty simple. Um, we moved on base, which was our first experience living on base. So that was fun. And then we, our second PCS was actually for Travis to go um, on a hardship tour. So I moved back home by myself and he went to Honduras and that was really hard because we had to split things for storage, things for me to take, things for him to take. So it was a lot of where, what's going to go where. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. When, since I didn't really PCS to Hawaii, I just, we, (laughs) we'd been dating and then we got engaged that summer and I was like, no, you know, this isn't going to work, especially with he had a deployment coming up. I was like, we have to get married before then. So I just packed my stuff in a couple suitcases and flew out there. We got married there on Island and then got the whole process of getting a house on base and which is a process when you're first like getting onto all this stuff, like all the system, but you got there. <laughs> so it, it is really PCS. It is definitely a process. There's a lot to go through. You know, you have to get enrolled in beers and you have to get your ID and you have to get, there's a lot to do. And for those who are listening, who don't know what a ditty is, that is when you move yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that's great about the military. When they make you move, they will move you. Um, but you do have the option to do a ditty move where you can pay out of pocket and then you are reimbursed. So if you're going a short distance, it's a great idea because you can actually make a lot of money. But if you are a type of person who just doesn't deal with (laughs) the stress of moving, um, it's great that they will have someone come out and move you. Yeah. So that's like my favorite thing is we always make the extra money, but the worst thing is, is my husband refuses to let the army move us. So we have diddied every (laughs) single time. Yeah. So we only did partials. We did a full ditty from Fort Hood to here and uh, no, because the problem with that is they're trying to like close out a base, right? Get all their stuff turned in and all this. So who do you imagine is packing the boxes and packing the truck and like doing everything because he literally didn't get home from base till like the night before, like, you know, to even help with anything. And then at that point, you're having to clean the rental house or whatever you're staying in to sign out the next morning and move. And it's like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Diddy. We will not do that again. Cause I was like, um, no, I don't want to, I did all the work. This is not a benefit to me at all. <laughs> yeah. And I always feel like anytime we've done a partial Diddy, that money that we've, we've, we've bagged in has never, I've never seen any of it. I feel like my husband is always like, Hey, so I really want to get this like new gun part or, Hey, I want to get a new bow. And I'm like, uh, Hey, I like to go to the spa, but yeah, my parents did Diddy moves. Like anytime we move stateside, I I vividly remember them doing a Diddy move every single time. I was never a part of it though. So I never really like saw how much work went into it because I was always visiting family during the summer, which is when uh, most, most people move is during the summertime. So Mm -hmm. I, we didn't do it. We did do a a partial Diddy to Alaska and back from Alaska, which was nice because we were able to bring those things that we needed because it took a little while to get our, our household goods, especially having the little ones. We 
you know, we had devil when we moved back from Alaska. So having all of his stuff in the back of Jeremy's truck was really nice. We didn't have to wait too long to, you know, at least have his high chair and things like that. Yeah. I know that totally makes sense. If we had the option of that, I think if from a lot of our moves, we would have done that, but most of our moves were Oconus or back to state side. So we didn't have the option. Like you get to pack what they let you like do that pre-box. So you get to send stuff and hope that it gets there. But generally it gets there like what, a week before the rest of your stuff. So you're like, well, yeah. that was super useful. And then you're out it before, for like weeks before you even move, you're out of that stuff at your current house. So it's like, I don't know if that's super helpful in that situation. Oconus is just a whole, a whole thing. <laughs> like it is. I vividly remember the airport going to and coming back and all of the bags that we had. And it's not like little bags. You have like the biggest suitcases that you can get and you have all of your things stuffed in there that you will need for the next six months. Cause you don't know when it's going to get there and you don't know if something's going to happen. So like, you know, there was three girls in my household. So we had each a big bag and we had our like carry-ons and all that kind of stuff. And I just remember like unloading the vehicle and rolling into the um airport yeah and, no that's the most ridiculous like, hey. thing yeah everybody got, has like, their own cart yeah. <laughs> everyone has their own cart with like five stacked up and you're like here we go and we had a dog coming back with us so we, you had to take them to a different part of the airport and so it's like we had 10 different things the cab that took us to the airport was like what is happening? Like you, we had like a van to load all of our stuff. In. It's just like, what are you doing? I will say though, like navigating airports now as an adult and having gone through those like scenarios where moving from base to base, I'm like a pro. Like I'm like, okay, we gotta go here to do this. We have to go here to this. And a bag can't be over this weight um, or anything like that. Yeah, it's it, always it does. interesting. It, it, you learn a lot. <laughs> Especially living Oconus in general, like not even just for the PCSing, but like when you fly, I mean, you fly home at least a couple times. And so you're traveling everywhere and there's 10 layovers and you get so used to being on airplanes by the time you get back to living stateside. It's crazy. So what was everybody's, what's everyone's favorite thing about PCSing? I know for myself, it's, it's little adventure aspect to it. Like what, what is this going to bring for our family? What is this new opportunity going to do for us? Um, you know, you know, when I moved to Texas, I was really nervous because we weren't moving to a military installation. We were on recruiting duty. So we were going to be North of Dallas. So I was really excited about potentially living in the civilian world and then come to find out that I was not made for it. (laughs) I was, so out of my element that I was like, yep, we're a military family. I've been a military brat my entire life. And um, it's a little odd being outside of that realm. But I like that aspect of being able to explore a new place. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I like look back after I move places and you don't get that same the first time you see something perspective. And you can kind of think about it. Like you're driving down that road to the first place that you went in town and you're like, Oh, I remember thinking this was so great. And then you drive past it 500 times the rest of the year and you're like, oh, okay, well, it's not that great, but it is, it's exciting because you get to see all these new places and there's, and I think that just the thought of making new friends and getting to kind of just start over every couple of years is really cool too. It's hard, but it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it can be refreshing, but it is hard. I really like getting the new place, like having a new house and getting to have a new 
decorated living room and a new theme in the bathroom, just kind of a fresh start to even your house. Like, because when you pack everything, you have to clean it. So when you move, it's just like a whole fresh layout of everything. I feel that in my soul right now because I did just move to the new house. And so I'm like rearranging and I purged and I'm like, oh, I got a new rug for my bathroom. So it's got a new vibe. And so I do See, love I don't that purge. too. I oh, do I got purge. rid of so much. Oh, I do <laughs> too. I'm like, so and much. we're moving with half of our stuff because I don't want it. <laughs> I dropped off an entire truck bed of stuff to the Salvation Army the other day. And I was just like, I was like, are you taking donations? So they're like, yes. I was like, I might need help. And I'm like, here you go. Yeah, I was, I, I just had to get rid of everything and I've been meaning to do it. You know, I've hold on, like a lot of it was clothing though. So it wasn't stuff that I like really needed, but yeah, I've, you know, I bought me some new rugs, you know, we have a playroom now. So I got to decorate a whole playroom, which we haven't had a playroom. So that was really fun. Yeah. Um, so, well, and it is exciting because it's kind of like house searching. So though, like the buying process of a house is a pain. But when you're, especially if you're doing on post, you get to go look at some houses and you just get to pick which one you like and live in it. Like, I think that's so fun. And you're going to be like, oh, this will be the dreaming part. Like, this will be a great place for our couch. And this is where we get to put our bed. And yeah, it is fun to change every time. And it's funny because Dustin and I have been talking about it. I think the reason we want to move soon, just even across town is we're getting that like itch to be like, oh my God, we've been living here for four years. This is the longest we've lived anywhere in our entire marriage. And no, it's time to like go somewhere new. <laughs> like, yeah, so weird. And it's really cool because like, especially like when you're living in different style houses in different parts of the country, you can kind of get a vibe of like what type of house you'd like to potentially have for your like retirement house. I've come to the conclusion that I'm not a two-story girl. I really like ranch styles or open concept houses where my husband, I think, tends to be more of like the two-story, like all sleeping rooms are upstairs and like all living areas are downstairs. Um, So it's been really, really interesting for us to kind of figure out what vibe we like and what we would potentially be looking to for once we retire from the military. Yeah. Yeah. You get to try out a lot of different things and neighborhoods too. Like you get to kind of a better fill of what neighborhoods not like because when you drive around them you think oh this is cute but then you get to see really like what neighborhoods feel like depending on how they are set up and stuff. or if you're not a neighborhood person you're like i need to be out in the country away from everybody and anybody that's me <laughs> today we had a thing with our neighbor and i'm like oh i just want to go live so far away from everybody i don't want to deal with people anymore it's so quiet here because at our other house we had one side we had dogs that lived outside all the time and they just barked all the time. And then my other neighbors recently have become very vocal, um, and arguing and they go outside. So that way they don't disturb their kids inside, but their patio is right next to my bedroom. So, you know, they're out there at like 12 31 o'clock in the morning arguing. So like I text Jeremy that first, the first night we were in this house, I was like, it's so quiet. <laughs> um, and I haven't had any issues since we've been here and we've been here for a couple of days now. So it's been really nice to have some low-key neighbors. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys have any like PCSs that were like just so good? Like they were felt like a relief to do. I feel like all of mine have been pretty good. Um, I really stressed moving to Alaska. Um, when we moved from Bragg to Alaska, I really stressed there just because like I didn't know anybody who was there currently. So I didn't know anyone to like, hey, where should we live? You know where should we not live? Things like that. So I, was, I really stressed 
Um, and I, I tend to like have housing available and ready to go. Like as soon as we get there and, um, I had a really good opportunity where like, I found a house. It was perfect. It was out in the country for Alaska. Um, most places out there in the country, but this was out kind of away from base in a really beautiful little like neighborhood. And, um, we had a great opportunity and we loved it there. Texas, we weren't thrilled about Texas. So I would say that was probably like our worst PCS. We didn't want to go. Jeremy definitely did not want to go to Texas. Um, I tried to be a little bit more open-minded. I really wanted to try out the whole city living. I can state that I am not a city girl. Um, I am definitely a country girl, suburbs. I like to visit cities. I do not like living in them at all. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not my, my jam. Yeah, I think the best part of ours was this last move to Bragg was really like, A, we were really glad to get out of hood. We were in a really bad neighborhood when we moved there. People were like, oh, this is a great place to rent and whatever. And then there were like murders and drive-by shootings. And I was like, nope, nope, this is, I was so ready to leave that base. And then it was kind of like, that was when we did our ditty and it was kind of annoying the whole packing process. But then my sister volunteered to come out. So my husband and his dad drove the huge, huge U-Haul thing and pulled his car behind it. And then me and my sister just had a road trip and it was, it was so enjoyable because it was the first time that we got to spend days. I mean, just days, the two of us hanging out, the kids were with us, but it was like so much fun. We got to see the whole site, you know, the whole country from here to Texas and it was beautiful. And so for me, that is a memory. And then it also became a tradition. So now every year we road trip with my sister. And I, if we hadn't done that Diddy move, that wouldn't have been something that happened. So I think that was the, probably the coolest thing that's come out of our PCSs. I think the most heart-wrenching one for me was moving from our first one because I was from the area and we had been stationed there for nine and a half years. So to pack up a house that we've been living in for, you know, almost a decade and then moving away from my family on top of that, that one was, you know, really hard for me. But once we got on base and all the neighbors come around to meet us and, you know, was like, Oh, let our kids play with your kids while they unpack. And, you know, really nice. That was kind of the best experience for me was being welcomed as soon as we got there. Yeah. Your yeah, PCS journey like, is like so different. I feel like, cause you did yeah. the opposite instead of like lots of rapid moves and then kind of settle into a base, you had to do it the other way. And I, yeah, it would be really hard to be settled down and then have to all of a sudden start moving around. Yeah. That would be really hard to do, especially like moving, being stuck for someplace for nine years. And then not only moving then, but like you guys have can kind of consistently move in short spurts since then mm-hmm. that would be that would be really annoying for sure. We were only there at Rucker for maybe a year and a half. And then they sent him straight to a hardship tour. So I moved back home again. And then a year later we went to Campbell. And so that was our first, I say real PCS because it was a longer distance. We were going together. So that was interesting. We did that one fairly well. Well, I know that there's some good, but there's generally a lot more stories of the bad things that happen during PCS. So let's go and hear those. Let's hear what you got. Cause I have some good ones too. <laughs> All right. I've got a bad one. So we were trying <laughs> to get out of Rucker. My husband had to get some paperwork signed or clear something. 
the lady came, cleared our housing. Everything was clean. We were good to go. We packed the cats, the dog, the kids, all of our stuff. We get down there to have this paper signed and they cannot sign it for like four hours. So we literally sat outside of this building with the cats, the dog, <laughs> the kids, everything waiting for one signature. Oh my gosh. It was miserable. We were so frustrated. <laughs> no, to say the least. I like, what are you supposed to do with cats and dogs? Like they don't want to be sitting in a cage. Like what an awful, awful. Oh my God. Well, we, we had the U-Haul, the vehicles, everything packed, just sitting in that parking lot waiting for them to give us the, the okay to go. That's insane. Yeah. That sucks so bad. Say I have two different ones. So I'll tell one and I'll actually tell a couple. <laughs> so obviously we kind of talked about it before, but when we moved from Schofield over to Germany, I was 36 weeks pregnant. Why my doctor was like, mm-hmm, okay, go. He signed a thing and nobody, nobody along the whole trip ever asked for that piece of paper. Nobody questioned it, but we had to do a layover in Maryland and we were there for three days. So they paid for the hotel and all that. But while we were there, we got food poisoning, <laughs> like oh, really bad food poisoning to this point, my husband. And that, that was like, what my daughter will be nine tomorrow. So almost 10 years ago, like, you know, whatever it was forever ago. And he still doesn't eat Chinese food because of that one uh, situation. We were so sick and then had to fly like the next day. It was like the most miserable thing. And then you also, we get to Germany, don't speak German at all, you know? And so we get put in a because the hotel on base was full, we got put in a German hotel, couldn't talk to the people there. We had to figure out how to do their breakfast buffet, all that on our own. We had to figure out transportation because we're also not on base and we don't have our car. <laughs> so we're like, this is just awful. And so we had to also, because of being pregnant, find a German doctor and start going downtown for the doctor's appointments. So it was crazy. And then I ended up having her, she was a week late. But we ended up having her and not having any of our furniture, not having any of our stuff. She came home to an empty house. Like, yeah, don't move when you're 36 weeks pregnant. The problem is they like told us, A, you either move with your husband now or you stay here and have your child and then move once she's three months old and can move. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have my first baby on an island away from my family by myself and then stay there for three more months for the first three months alone. I was like, that's that's not happening. That would be a really terrible choice to make. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the really, that's the really sucky thing about military life is, you know, the mission comes first. And so things like that, they don't really care about. And, you know, I just had an incident with a spouse who was having labor while our, her husband was at JRTC. And she was just like, is he going to get to come home? And I was like, probably not as like unless you have like a severe case like they're not gonna just take him out of the field right now but yeah that sounds absolutely miserable yeah it was Um, not a great time at all that was like our first actual PCS and and we also I mean we were it was our first PCS nobody told us what we should have brought with us granted we should have brought the crib and stuff like found a way to bring that on the plane but nobody told us that stuff we were all babies and so we just had like a pack and play and then we were on I mean the good thing about moving Oconus is they do generally give you like rental furniture so you have Mm -hmm. somewhere you're not like on an air mattress like you would be stateside moving places twice but 
it's still, it's like a rock. You're sleeping on this terrible mm-hmm. rock mattress that 20,000 other people have probably used. And it's just like, oh. yeah, it's definitely not the comfiest stuff. No, I, not at I remember, all. I remember that furniture moving yeah. over to Europe too. Yeah. So it was just not a good time at all, the whole move. And it was nice once our stuff came, but of course our stuff came while I'm holding an infant, you know, and there's, I couldn't unpack. I could, we were just like stuck in slow motion when he was off work, he could come help pack and stuff but yeah I really wish that the army would be a little bit better or the military in general would be a little bit better about sponsorships like some you know usually you are assigned a sponsor but like it's really up to that sponsor whether or not they're actually going to do what they need to do but it's also your responsibility to reach out to that sponsor too And if you at least have that information and, you know, be like, Hey, what do I need to do? Like, you know, this is what, what's happening. Like, can you get this information for me? You know, and again, a lot of young spouses might not know that, but now with Facebook and social media, you can go on and ask these questions. And I feel like it's really great. Like growing up, like at least for my mom and stuff, like, I don't, I don't know how she did it. Like, I really don't remember all of the um, details moving over. Cause I was in the sixth grade when we did our first tour in Europe going into sixth grade. So I don't remember much of the details. I mean, I remember sleeping on the furniture you, you talked about, and it took a long time for us to get our stuff. I think we didn't have our stuff for like three and a half months. Yeah. It takes um, maybe close to four. Time. It took a while. And then once we, once we got it, you know, we were already like in school and things like that. So like, you know, we were just going about our daily lives, but for someone who's new to the military life, first PCS going overseas like that could be well and like you're saying that's the sponsorship thing is there but I feel like it ends up being more just for the soldier you know the soldier gets there and he the sponsor's there they pick him up at the airport which we get that part and then they help with the in-processing but they didn't help on our side hardly at all and I know when we were leaving our sponsor whoever he was at the end like that was supposed to help take us to the airport didn't show up so we had to call a cab and it's just like they like you said it it falls on them to be responsible. And if they don't feel like it's something they need to do, unfortunately, it kind of becomes a thing where you have to have friends. And luckily, you know, mm-hmm. you do make friends quickly, but it's just, <laughs> that's that program is something that it's good to try to reach out to. And you may get lucky where you find someone that really does like, I've heard good stories where people, they mm-hmm. have them over for dinner, like every day of the week, the first week they're there and, you know, help them adjust. But it's not always the case either. Yeah. I really do think the social media nowadays is a great resource, especially when you're moving to different installations and you utilize them. Um, I think we've, we've discussed this in other podcasts about, you know, reaching out and asking questions and doing your research and, you know, make sure you're doing your, your due diligence and, and your own research and not just going with what the person says. Again, it's just really important in the military life. You have to kind of research and kind of put, take things in your own hands and not leave it to someone to let you tell you what to do. Oh yeah. Um, And I think the only reason we survived those first few weeks was because that, like I told you when we were talking about friends is that girl who reached mm -hmm. out and like took me to appointments because I I would have never been able to figure out how to get downtown. Like I didn't know the bus systems. I'd have ended up, you know, in a different town or something wild. So it's, See, it and I, I just assumed you would go to the military hospital there. But then now that I think about it, I was at K-Town. So I think about that because that's right next to Launch Dole. So that's that's where we went to any type of medical appointment. So I didn't even think about that at other installations over in Europe. Yeah, we were definitely like 
it was only like maybe three hours, but yeah, it was too far for a baby. So. Yeah. <laughs> no I know that like Which... if you had surgeries or stuff, you would go to Lonsdale. I know that some of the, I went with one of my friends for her son to have a surgery. And so it was most medical things. I think they send you there, but if it's something dire, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have too many worse things, like other than the run of the meal, like you know, delayed flights. Like, you know, we, one time when we went overseas, we had our plane broke down, like one of the engines was not working correctly. So we had to land in Maryland and we had to stay overnight. You know, my mom was always the type of person, like when we were moving, she would give up our seats to get the free airline tickets, which I hated. (laughs) I hated it so much because you would take like already a really long trip and make it like 10 times longer. I remember when we were moving to Texas. So my, when we went, when we were stationed in Texas with my dad, um, we were only there for a year and she did that. And I was like, mom, I, I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I was like, you can give your seat and Katie's seat up. But I was like, I gotta go. Like, if I'm not out of the, this airport right now, like it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, because you end up like sitting. I remember in Maryland, when we were like waiting for space A spots. It was like, you're just sitting in an airport for hours yeah, and hours, hours. Yeah. I think like my most stressful one was when we had to PCS to Texas. So we weren't supposed to PCS. Jeremy came down on recruiting duty and because it's considered an Oconus duty station, recruiting, you don't typically move to your duty station until after you go to school. But because if you're Oconus, they send you beforehand. So he wasn't supposed to go to school until January like mid-January and they ended up moving us to Texas at the beginning of October. Like we, his report date was October 1st. So we found out that he got orders for recruiting in end of July. Then they told us in August that he would have to report July 1st. So I think that was really stressful to me because I had just gotten a really cool promotion at work. And I had just gone back to full-time work because I just, because uh, Devlin was only six months at the time. I had just had Devlin um, earlier that year. And so I was just finally getting back into the groove and I had, a, again, promotion full-time. And then they're like, yep, um, we're going to have to pack you out in 30 days. So it was a very quick, very fast PCS, which happens and you kind of have to just roll with the punches, but, um, I don't, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, um, I didn't like how I couldn't plan it. I couldn't plan our trip. I, I just didn't have time to, you just so that it, yeah. was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And the other bad thing that we had was when we did move to Texas. So coming back from Germany, I don't think they really have a sponsorship thing. Cause you know, you're moving back to the States, but it was someone in his command was supposed to pick us up. We landed at like, what, like two o'clock in the morning, you know, it was like super late. We had both kids. One was three, one was six months old. We had a dog and we're at the airport and nobody showed up. And so there was this other van that had come through this big van that was, and there were a few other soldiers that were on our flight. And so we had to hitch a ride with these soldiers in this van and they like loaded all of our stuff up and took us to the hotel on base because nobody showed up for us. And we were just like sitting there at the airport and we're like, okay, what are, what are we even supposed to do? We have, you know, 1500 bags, a dog, kids, like just kind of stuck there. But luckily they just kind of moved their stuff out of the way and did it. But yeah, it was like, oh, this is awesome way to start our, our tour here. Great. Thank you. I have See, we a, haven't had any stories like that. Yeah. Well, not, my not husband, everyone does. Yeah. My husband did come home from a training one time. They all flew in and all of a sudden he's like, pick me and 
and two other guys up. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Thankfully, I cleaned out my vehicle and all the car seats because when I got there, he had picked up another person. <laughs> I was like, who's this? And he was like, well, he was just kind of standing there needing a ride back to base. Like, okay, so that was really awkward being squished in between <laughs> random people, but you know, we were there to help. So hopefully spouses or soldiers that have a situation like that, like Sabrina, y'all were able to find a ride. Hopefully they can find a ride because my husband always spots the other military person that needs help. Like he can tell when somebody's yeah. standing there yeah, and, I feel like and reaches out. The military community is great for that. Like last year when I went to Fort Hood and was training and our flight got canceled and I was like, no way I'm not paying for another night at a hotel. Cause they were like, Oh, you can stay the night and fly to the next day. I was like, no, no way. So they're like, well, the other option is to fly through, um, Austin, but you have to get to Austin. And I was like, but luckily there was another military couple that they were doing the same things. They were trying to get back to brag. And I was like, Oh, I'm going with you to Austin. And they were like, okay, come on, ride along. My husband was like, you got in a car with strangers. Like, Oh, military. Like it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy totaled his car the day before we were supposed to leave for Alaska. Cause he was driving it down to the Harbor. So to ship, ship his vehicle. And we were driving mine up here. Cause I had an SUV and he totaled his. So I always feel like there's also like the craziest things can happen right before you PCS too. Like, you know, everything breaks in your house before you are, you know, to sign out or <laughs> paint everything. So yeah, he totaled his, I'm so glad I didn't go with him. I made his buddy drive my car and follow him. And I'm so glad I didn't go to that. Um, yeah, I think most of my horror stories just come from the Oconus side. Oconus deployment or PCSs are so different. Like if you've done just like they stateside, are. Oconus is a whole other thing. Like like your cars, like shipping your cars, you have to detail your car. And I mean, you have to get it paid detailing of your car because if there's a speck of dust, they will tell you no. And you will have to go back and re-get your car clean because they will not let you put that car on there unless it's like in perfect condition. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a huge hassle and you have to pay for all that. Like, yeah, moving and especially if you have pets, moving Oconus is also not very fun because you have to go to different parts Mm -hmm. of the airport to ship your dog and then in between at your layovers you have to pick up your dog at the gate move him to the next airplane with you and then they put him back on the plane it's like it doesn't go with your luggage like everything else you have to go get your dog in between uh and it depends on where you go too whether you have to quarantine your dog too there's certain places Mm -hmm. where you have to quarantine your dog for like 30 days before you can even bring them with you so there is a lot more that does go into an oconus yeah and it's Um, and you are without furniture for so long especially we went from hawaii to germany so you're thinking that stuff had to go like across the united states and then get on another boat and go across the ocean and then get to germany so you're without stuff for so long um yeah they'll do that if you (laughs) like books they will be your friends i read so many books like like again like when I lived over in Europe I was middle school high school and that's when Harry Potter came out so that was the year like that was when like every summer Harry Potter would come out with the the new book and so yep Harry Potter was my BFF (laughs) through every single move I would I would buy it and I would wait until we moved and would read it 
Yeah, when we moved to Germany, we bought a lap or we brought our laptop and we started watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> so could, we had nothing else to do. I mean, you get your internet set up when you're there and then the, all you have is whatever you brought mm-hmm. with you. So it's like not really anything. And you always forget stuff because you're like, oh, I'll be okay for a couple of weeks. Uh, no, you won't be because it's a long time. Can you do like Netflix and Hulu and things like that overseas? Like when I was growing up, we didn't have anything. So I, we didn't have TV, like we could pay for cable, but it was like through like England. So it was a lot of English channels. So there wasn't a lot of like stateside stuff. So like my parents were just like, nope, we're not having TV. Like you're just going to have to watch movies, VHS tapes. God, I'm so old. Yeah, they had TV. (laughs) They also have like a a military channel. So you get kind of like some Mm -hmm. broadcasts for free, some of the like Mm -hmm. news and some like kids shows. But then we got, we were able to do Netflix. Catchy catchy tunes. Oh yeah, that are repetitive. (laughs) Yeah, and have the stupidest commercials in between where you're like, oh, we're getting like military commercials here in between different that's super weird but we do our, we could get netflix but not the same things you get in america so you get like the german netflix because your ip mm. is german so it's still like a lot of american shows like english shows but there's some things that you can't get because it's like not allowed in germany and stuff like that so i was curious because like it's been so long since i've lived overseas i mean it's been over 15 years so last time was over in europe so yeah germany just- has some weird media restrictions <laughs> so especially like youtube if you're trying to like watch music videos and stuff a lot of them you can't watch because it's just not copyright or i don't really know exactly what it is what the rule is there but something weird there so we've talked about memorable we've talked about you know, our favorite things, the worst things that's kind of happened to us. Um, what would be something that you would try differently on your next PCS that you might've not done previously? I probably wouldn't do a Diddy again. I can tell you that was just too much work for me. I'm all about the, like, come to my house, put it in a box and bye. Like, then you just drive or fly to where you're going. For me, that was so much easier. So I don't really have anything. I mean, all of our Diddies went fairly well. I will say helping my husband, help move everything was tough. Kim, when your husband did hardships, did you ever consider staying at the base that you were at at the time? We were there for school. So a lot of the people were just going through flight school when we were there. So I had the option to stay, but we were only two hours from home. So we just yeah, packed up and went back home. I know that's like, co- and- like a, a topic I hear all the time though, is a lot of spouses like, well, my husband's pe- or is going to be deployed. Should I stay here or should I go home? And I know that's a hard choice for a lot of people, especially younger people. Well, it is a hard choice. And then too, you know, you also have to make the choice of moving back in with your parents. A lot of people will move back in with their parents to save money, especially with little children. So that was one of the decisions that kind of helped us too, is having help with our two youngest. Yeah, for I think sure. Like those situations, you have to do what's best for you. Like I, I say that I would never move back home, but you know, if like Jeremy had to leave for like a year, year and a half for whatever reason, like I would move home. I wouldn't move in with my parents. I would find some place to live close by. But that's just because that's where my job is. And so it would just be nice that, you know, we could go up there and work for an entire year and a half and not have to worry about going back and forth. But, you know, it's really hard to say like what you're going to not do and do on your next PCS because Mm -hmm. every place you go is different. So, you know, if you're staying stateside, you're going to do one thing. If you're going to go Oconus, you're going to do another, but even stateside, like 
you know, if we moved to, te- if we ever had to go back to Texas again, like I would definitely not purchase or buy or rent a house without seeing it in person. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, there's different things that I would do depending on where you go. I think just having a hardship tour is hard in general because not only are you preparing for them to go for a year, but you're preparing for them to live a whole separate life basically away from you. So you're dividing everything in your house into what he needs versus what I need versus we did move in with my parents. So what went into storage? And I think that just having to make those decisions on top of him leaving was really hard and just overall. Yeah. We've never had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've never been through a hardship tour, like even with we even with my my dad did stay over in Europe my senior year. So my senior year we came back stateside so I could get and because I wanted to go to school here in North Carolina. So um, we moved back here to go so I could get in-state tuition. But my younger sister is on the spectrum, so they were really trying to keep her and steady through all four years of high school and one high school. So she was starting as a freshman. Um, so my dad had stayed over cause he had to do one year at a different military base in Europe. And then he was coming back to brag afterwards. Um, so that's the only kind of experience I have with a hardship tour. Um, but like me personally, like just the thought of having to move twice in a year. Well, like and I then we bought Jeremy, a house. Like, We're not moving again. Too. Like I was like, <laughs> we are not moving again until we have to PCS. I was like, this was too much work. Like I'm exhausted. My body hurts. I I've, I've moved twice now in the middle of Travis being gone. No. So I moved (laughs) in with my parents during the hardship tour, we bought a house. So we moved into that house. And then just recently he was in Savannah and I moved back and forth, but he was here to help me on the weekend. So that really helped. Yeah. I, and he told Jeremy, I'm not doing this again without him. <laughs> like, and we only moved eight minutes up the road. So it's not even like we moved like mm-hmm. very far, but I'm so thankful that I had family that's close by that was able to come help me. I have no idea what would have happened if we were in a, de- a different installation and I did not have family to come help me. I mean, I'm sure I could have wrangled some friends into it. Fortunately, I usually make some really good friends at each base that we go to. But this was a lot of work. And, you know, for those who make that decision to move home while your spouse is deployed, just know that it's a lot of work. And especially if you're doing with kids, like mine are six and three on almost three. And that was hard enough, like moving with just two young kids. So I couldn't imagine if you have more than that or younger than that. You I mean, you're transitioning. Yeah. You're having to transition schools and stuff. If your kids are older, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work yeah, and we have to change schools. Being away from your family is hard, but sometimes it's kind of nice to have that independence too, though. So if you, you know, if you're at a duty station, you're kind of questioning it. I feel like think about that because it's hard to be apart, but it's also kind of nice to have the independence where you're like, yeah, but this is my home. I don't need to move back to something else just because I'm alone. I can do it you know, get through it. It's just a year. I mean, some people's deployments are a year. So, and it just kind of depends on where you are in your life. And I know that that's also the same with moving Oconus. You don't have to move with them. They can make that a hardship tour where you stay, where you were stationed, but that's also, some people just aren't meant to move across into other countries. And that, that can be a decision you can make too. I mean, if you're just, especially places like Korea or Japan, um, 
that's a huge culture. Like that's a big culture change. And that might just not be something that's for you or something for your kids. So I know it's a decision. I think you have it to just depends. It just depends on your situation because I had the opportunity to move back home when I was pregnant with my fourth and have the baby at home with family while Travis was gone. But I chose to stay in Clarksville because of the same reason my children, you know, having them stay on their schedule was easier than pulling everything back to Georgia just for a few months. So we ended up staying so that the kids could stay in school, stay on their routine. And it actually worked out a lot easier than if I would have came home. So it just depends on your kids too. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, that also, like you're talking about your sister being on the spectrum, like you may not be able to move to places because of that too. So mm-hmm. um, it, they have to be certain counselors and certain things that they have to be access to. So yeah, it, like you were saying, it kind of just depends on your opinion on that type of thing. So what are some tips that you guys have? I know that if you guys listened to the last podcast, when we talked to my ultimate PCS, we had some really good tips, but I'm sure there are more and wonderful things we were talking about earlier today. Don't use those sticky things on your wall, especially if you're in a rental, cause that's not always a great idea <laughs> that pulls paint no. and it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. We had those removable decals in Devlin's room and they're supposed to be removable and majority of it removed off. So I really do think it was just the wall in his room, but yeah, there's parts of it where it came down to the drywall. So we're going to be some doing some patchwork this weekend. I love that trash bag tip. So I totally utilize that trash bag tip from my, my PCS total game changer. Like even if we PCS and someone moves us, like I'm still going to go through and wrap everything up in the trash bags because it was so easy to put it up and take it off and nothing fell down. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. And I talked about the Ziplocs and that, I mean, just especially your drawers in your kitchen, just labeling them, what drawer they go in. And then you don't even have to unpack them. You just don't have to unpack them because you could just shove them in the drawer with the bag and you're ready to go until you have time to unpack them. So that was awesome. My thing is boxes. We always, when we did a Diddy, we would just get any and every box that we could find. The last time we PCS, we actually went and bought boxes that were the same size. So they stacked in the U-Haul perfectly like there was a, a mismatch box so we can shove something in here it was nice because all the boxes fit in there and with four kids we needed all the room that we can get um and then our little trick for our diddy moves is my husband always packs the mirrors in between the mattresses and it saves them every time thankfully so i would <laughs> never sense, yeah have a broken mirror Well, and I think if you're going to do, if you are always going to do a Diddy move, like you could always hang on to those boxes, like flat them out and store them in your garage um, because boxes are expensive. Like I thankfully, like if you're in a military community, someone always has boxes. So you can just be like, Hey, who has boxes? I had, I didn't have to buy a single box. Like I picked up boxes from two separate individuals and I didn't even have to use all of them. Like I still have like an entire pack of like boxes sitting on the garage floor. If you're going to be moving, make the investment in them because we just lined our attic with them. And then when we were ready to move again, just taped them right back up. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to stay active duty and be P- knowing you're PCSing on a regular basis, it's definitely worth having them because then you have them for the whole time. And the same thing with like, when you buy electronics, keep the box because it's got like the perfect pieces to keep your TV, your computer safe, mm-hmm. keep those boxes. And it's funny because now we're probably not moving that up frequent anymore, but we still have in the shed, we just have all the boxes to everything. And it, but it does, it saves you so much time if you have the right size box already to just shove that stuff into, mm-hmm. and then it's more likely to survive moves. So yeah. And, then you're and those getting- hanger boxes are yeah. worth it. Mm-hmm. The they hanger boxes, cool. yeah. they are super. And then in the bottom, you can always pack, you know, your shoes, or I would always put the smaller picture frames down in there with blankets and towels, because then you're using the bottom of the box and the hanger part. Well, I think like, again, like the biggest tip that I can give to anyone who's PCSing is reach out to those other military spouse groups on Facebook and, you know, ask your questions and then do your research from there. I mean, thankfully we're in that modern day age of where you have Facebook and you have all those tools at your, at your fingertips. So, I mean, that's probably my biggest tip on PCSing is, you know, you're going to Fort Carson, go add yourself to all the Fort Carson pages. You know, you're going Mm -hmm. to Fort Rucker or Fort Hood, like go ahead and add yourself to those pages and just ask for advice. I mean, worst case scenario, no one answers. Best case scenario, you're going to get all these great tips and have what you need to go and do your own research. And groups like that aren't specific to your base. So even like our hearts connected, or Mm -hmm. I know there's a couple other military spouse groups that I'm in that are just for the entire country are great too, because even if those people aren't there anymore, they still know those areas. So Mm -hmm. if you're not getting a whole lot of response at your local base pages, you can always reach out and be like, Hey, was anybody at Carson recently? I'm moving there. What's a good neighborhood. So those are also really good. There's also an actual PCS page that a lot of people Mm -hmm. refer to when people ask about moving. I don't know the name of it exactly, but we'll link it. There's a Pacific PCS page. Um, I think another, another um, good tip is if you're buying a house and not moving on base, make sure that spouse is familiar with the military lifestyle because if she or he is, then they will help you hopefully navigate around base, you know, navigate around the area, tell you what's a good part of the town, not good part of the town. Get a lot of opinions on that before you rent. Because like I said, Hood, we were told that this neighborhood was good. And I think it had been. I think that it was one of the newer ones a few like five or 10 years before that. So a lot of people were saying that, but it wasn't anymore when we moved there. And so we got the lovely experience of living there for three years and just dealing with all the drama that that included. So, yeah. Our first house, we didn't have a military person or person that was associated with the military. So we bought a house and then now like we still have that house because we will never be able to get rid of it because Uh. of the area and everything else. So it's kind of a house that we're stuck with. So you really want to make sure that you know the area and the person that you're buying the home from. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would well, buy right away. Yeah. I feel like you have to go, if you're going to buy a home and you're in it, mil- military communities are not always the safest communities. It's a transit town. And so you have people coming and going. So it's very easy for those people who are not of savory characters to be coming and going. You know, Fayetteville is not the greatest place. Um, I don't like Fayetteville itself, but I love Bragg's location. Like I love 
that I can go to the beach and I live, I can go to the mountains mm-hmm. in a short time. I know I'm, I'm very close to going down to like Georgia, Savannah, Florida, DC. So like, you kind of have to have an open mind too, as well on where you're going. Like, you know, lately I've seen a lot of places, like, please tell me that there's more to do in this area. I'm like, well, yeah, you just have to get out and go look for it. But yeah, like buying houses, like we love where we live. We're out in the country, but it doesn't have the best school system. And so like, you know, you know, my mom is always like, you need to get into a better school system. Like, well, you're right. But I'm also, okay. The houses in that better school system are a lot more, not necessarily we can afford those houses, especially the rent. You have to, you have to make do with what you have as well. So buying a house, you definitely have to know that resale value for sure. Yeah. Um, I would recommend renting yeah. or like staying on base and getting to know the neighborhoods because just because someone liked it or had a good experience doesn't mean that that's going to be for you. And buying a house is a huge thing and it's a huge step, mm-hmm. um, especially if you still have the possibility of PCSing. So then you're going to have this house where you're going to have to rent it or find something else to do with it. So I would, yeah, don't buy right away. That's really, you can get yourself into some bad situations. I would imagine doing that. Well, and again, you have to do your due diligence and you have to do your own research. You can't just go with what someone says on a Facebook form. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer. Like, I feel like if you're going to buy a house, like you have to come visit the area yourself. Like if you want to have a house bought before you get there, you have to, you have to pay and travel here to, to look at it. Um, if you're not going to do that, I mean, at least have someone, you know, well enough to be able to give you an honest opinion, go look at the house in person in the area for yourself. Like, you know, when I was looking for houses here to rent, when, when we found out we had to move, this lady sent me the super cute house, you know, pictures and all that kind of stuff. And I finally was just like, well, can you send me the address so I can like drive by or at least, at least know the area. And so when I Googled it, I was like, okay, well, it's not too bad. But then when I drove over there, I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not, I'm not moving into this neighborhood. Like, you know, now that I've driven over here, I realize like, like one street over, not good. <laughs> so, um, and you know, I'm home alone a lot and I have two young kids. So, you know, and we're outside a lot too. So I was like, nope, like super cute, right in my price range, but not, not happening. I know even like with the house we first bought, it wasn't in a bad neighborhood. It was a brand new neighborhood. The problem was, is the second and third phases of the neighborhood were two story, three story homes. So it wasn't that it was a bad neighborhood. It was just somebody else came in and built bigger and better in that area. So I feel like sometimes, even if you do your research, you Mm -hmm. still may encounter those issues. Just like here, we bought our house because of the school. We wanted this school in the middle school that we chose. And I just got a letter from the elementary school saying that we were being rezoned. Yep, <laughs> so, and that can happen. You, know, you just got to be prepared either way and, and make the best of it. I mean, do your research, but also know that how to roll you got to be open minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's. I feel like I mean, that needs to be your motto. <laughs> that has to be your motto as a military spouse. You just have to roll with the punches. Some things you are not going to like, you're going to absolutely hate them to your core, but I'm sorry, sister. It's just gonna, it's just going to happen that way. And you have to make the mm-hmm. best of it. Like hood was awful. We lived in a terrible neighborhood, but you know what? I made a couple friends in our neighborhood. So we knew we could just get in the van together and we'd go to better places so that we could go walk and stuff. And it is what it is, but 
you just, yeah, you have to make the best of it. Even though we hated HUD the entire three years that we were there, we had amazing friends and we had movie nights and things that we did all the time. So it's an adjustment. And I would also consider looking at neighborhoods outside of your base, like further away. Like, yes, there's the commute issue, but Mm -hmm. at least they're they're generally better neighborhoods too once you get out of the the vicinity. Because I know Colleen was just not, you didn't want to live in Colleen when you're in Texas. Well, and if you are totally open to like the commute, then go for it. I mean, we have, you know, there's several people here who are stationed at Bragg that live in Southern Pines or Cameron and places like that. And they make it totally work um, where you have people who are like, nope, I'm going to live five minutes right outside the gate because I do not want a long, long commute. And that's A-OK. You just have to, you know, make those appropriate accommodations on how you are going to handle being in a not not as a nice area, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's no matter where you live, you're going to have that type of thing. Like Alaska has a really high crime rate. I never really felt unsafe there. Now I wouldn't go downtown by myself, but I wouldn't go downtown by myself anywhere. So, uh, especially at night, like I'm always with, I mean, you know, always aware of my surroundings. So you just have to, you know, be prepared. Yeah. I think that's the best tip is, plan schedule think about you know like plan for what you want and then expect it to not go that way and be able to just (laughs) deal with it because that's that's the military life it's not gonna go the way you think it's gonna go it's gonna go the exact opposite most of the time and if a surprise can happen it's gonna happen (laughs) yeah and it's just you have to embrace it because that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna survive it is if you embrace it because the people who don't are miserable and you don't want to be miserable it is a fun life I've loved it and I I wouldn't trade anything that we've done so I totally agree with you I like I said like living in Texas where we weren't in the military community I was so out of my element and knowing the community that I receive in a military community, even though, even if I'm not connected to the military community itself, like our first duty station, I really didn't know a lot of people within the military because I had friends outside of the military, the people I worked with, because we were here prior to him joining, you know, even then, like there was still an understanding of our lifestyle. It is a very different lifestyle. And so you have to roll with the punches and expect a surprise and expect things aren't going to go your way. You're going to have to, you know, there's a very good chance that you might have to deliver a baby by yourself. There's a good chance that you might have to move by yourself. There's a good chance that, you know, your husband could rapidly deploy twice in six months. It, it could happen. And don't think it's not going to happen because when you least expect something like that, it's most likely going to happen. I never in a million years thought that we would ever deal with a rapid deployment. So, um, let alone two in six months. So it happens and we were like, cool, we're going to handle this. We got this and we, we made the best of it and we didn't get down about it and we handled it really well. And so, you know, if you don't handle that very well, not only, not only are you going to make yourself miserable, you're going to make your soldier miserable, miserable. You're going to make your kids miserable. And, you're going to make your friends miserable because they're going to hear you vent. It's okay to vent, not saying it's not, but you have to just take a deep breath and say, this is the lifestyle that we chose because you did choose it. I feel like a lot of military spouses complain about that. You did choose to marry someone who's in the military and that kind of comes along with their job. It's not like a, you know, 
a civilian job where they can just say, I'm calling out sick for today because you know, you're sick. Like, it's just, it's just not something that happens. So you have to kind of go with the territory. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys joined us. Anything of course that we've talked about, we'll make sure that we have links in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on any of our streaming places, it should be in the show notes at that location. So we'll have all the notes of it we've talked about and you can reach us of course on Facebook at Deployed Love. So we'd love to talk to you, hear your your insight as far as PCSing. I want to hear your horror stories. So I'm going to, I know we've all got them. We've got something, something that's happened. So I'm going to make a post in our Hearts Connected. So on Monday, when this goes live, come on to our Hearts Connected and join us and our conversation about that. So otherwise, I hope that you guys have a great end of March and rock up buttercup. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.